This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Family 2023. I'm super excited and honored and, be, and privileged to share what God has put on my heart for this year. And I know it's going to be a good year by God's grace. So are you ready for 2023? Let's pray. Father, into your presence we come, dear sir. We praise you. We honor you. We adore you. We thank you for this year, 2023. We know, God, with your help, your wisdom, we are going to overcome every challenge in life. We are going over to the other side. We are victorious in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for giving us Jesus. Thank you for giving us the precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you'll rise up big within me now, that you'll think through my mind and you'll speak through my lips of clay. And I declare that I'm a servant ready to be used by the master today. And I thank you that I'll declare your word, your word fearlessly, boldly, accurately, carried by the wind of the Spirit. And I thank you, Father, Christian Family Church, we are not only hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word, and therefore we have good success in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen, family. Well, Apostle Theon, I love you with all our hearts, and I know that God has got a special word for us for 2023. So let's get straight into the word. Mark 4, 20, 35, Mark 4, 35 says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. In Mark 4, 37, in the ESV version, it says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he, that's Jesus, he was in the stern. He was asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea Obey him. Well, family, the title of my message today is How to Remain Stable in an Unstable World. Isn't that great? We can be stable when everyone is unstable around us. So let's do a little Greek word study today to get a real understanding of what kind of storm that the disciples and Jesus went through. If we look in verse 37, it says, there arose. Say, there arose. And in the Greek, that word arose is genomini. It means something that takes you off guard, something that takes you by surprise. Now remember that Jesus' disciples were professional and seasoned fishermen. They'd spent their whole lives fishing on this huge lake. They knew the weather. They could read the water, the sky. They would have never taken Jesus in the, to the middle of the sea if there was any indication 
that a storm was brewing. But that night, it looked perfect night for the journey. So if we go back to Mark 4.37, we could translate it like this. Out of nowhere, there arose nothing they expected. It took them off guard. It took them by surprise. Out of nowhere, the storm arose. Now, family, we must remember that it was the devil's plan to sink Jesus, the ship, at sea with the disciples in it in the middle of the night. As my husband, Apostle Theo, always tells us that Jesus was, and the disciples obviously were in the perfect will of God for their lives when Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And yet, Satan came to try and destroy Jesus and the disciples. Now, we know that Satan comes to steal kill and destroy. And he wanted to destroy Jesus and the disciples. And if the devil wants to destroy Jesus and the disciples, then he's going to try and do that to us also. We must understand that Satan himself does not want any of us to succeed in any area of our lives. Therefore, out of the blue, when we're not expecting it, the winds of opposition, the challenges, the winds of adversity that will suddenly blow against us. But if we take a lesson from Jesus, we're not going to be surprised when the attack occurs, and we're going to know how to deal with it. Going into this next year, we are going to be able to dominate the devil. We are going to overcome every attack. We're going to be overcomers this year, family. 2023 is going to be a year of overcoming for us. In fact, if you look at this chapter, Jesus shows us how to deal with the winds of adversity. Verse 37 says, There arose out of nowhere a great storm of wind. Great here is the word mega, which means enormous. It means huge. This was not just a thunderstorm. The Bible tells us it was a great storm of wind. And the word wind here, described in this verse, means turbulence, means hurricane. Here in America, in certain states, they are more prone to having hurricanes. Now, Hurricane Ian devastated parts of Florida, and that's exactly what Satan wants to do to us. He wants to devastate us. He wants to destroy us, destroy our families, our homes, if he can. Well, in fact, in September 2022, there was a hurricane, Hurricane Ian. It was a large and dis uh, destructive Category 4 Atlantic hurricane. And it was the deadliest hurricane to strike the state of Florida since 1935. It caused widespread damage, up to $50 billion. But much more than that, much more important than the money, was the families that it devastated, the homes that were lost, the lives that were destroyed. It was devastating. And the new John Jill exposition of the entire Bible says on Mark 4:37 that the water covered the boat so much that the boat was going down, down, down. 
and it was sinking as if like that hurricane was coming into the boat and the water was just filling up the boat and the disciples were in great danger because the boat was going down, down, down. So what did the disciples decide to do? They did, I guess, what is in the natural. They, they started bailing out the water. But notice this family, their eyes were on the waves. They were bailing the water out. They had their eyes on the symptom. They didn't realize that the waves were not their problem. Their problem was the devil, the enemy that came against them. The problem was that there was an invisible force that was coming against them using the waves to distract them, to destroy them. And that's how Satan comes against us. He uses problems. He uses challenges. He uses circumstances. And we get distracted. Satan wants to take us to our attention off the word and onto the problem. He wants to get us exhausted, mentally exhausted, trying to get, fix the problems in life. He wants to get us off the word and onto the problem. But someone remembered that Jesus was in the boat, and they said, come, let's quickly go and get Jesus. Where was Jesus' family? Verse 38 says that Jesus was asleep on the pillow. That's right. He was comfortably fast asleep during the storm. Wow. The disciples were panicking. Jesus slept in the peace of God. So the peace of God can keep us in any situation. So let's say that together. The peace of God can keep me in any situation. That's right, family. When others are panicking and falling apart and having emotional breakdowns, we can be stable in an unstable world. If we look at the contrast between Jesus and the disciples, we see that the disciples working hard in the natural, bailing the water. They were terrified. They were afraid. They were worried. They were stressed out. They could not see themselves overcoming their problem. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like that we're going to go into this year and everything looks overwhelming? Do you feel worried? Do you feel stressed out? Do you feel like you can't see the end from the beginning? Well, I've got good news for you. When we focus back onto the Word of God, and not only do we hear the Word, but we act on the Word of God, we are going to overcome every problem that Satan brings our way this year. And we're going to be overcomers. That's right. We're going over to the other side. We're not sinking. We're going over to the other side, to where God has called us to be in joy, peace, and happiness, to be successful in every area of our lives. You know, the one version tells us that the, the disciples were in a panic mode. Have you seen someone in a panic? When people are in a panic, they lose their mind. They, they can't think straight. They, they uh, say things they shouldn't say. And panic will destroy us if we get into that panic mode. Do you think that we're, when we're having a problem or, or there's a situation that seems overwhelming, do you think that God is sitting on the throne saying, gosh, you know what? 
You know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit's 2023. And look at the world. It's in a worse world now than, than ever before. And gosh, did you see taxes have gone up, inflation's on gone up, and we're having more blackouts now than, than ever before. And no, God is not, he has not lost his power. He is still in full control of the, the universe. He has not lost his authority. He has not lost his peace. And we'll see that the same attack that scared the life out of the disciples, Jesus slept through it. What does that tell us, family? We can see there in verse 38 that when the disciples, they woke up Jesus, they said, Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? Now, how many Christians, amazing, beautiful, wonderful Christians, because they don't know what to do and they don't know what to say, they say, why doesn't God care about me? Can't he see my pain? Can't he see my heartache? How many Christians have you spoken to recently that have told you, does God love me? Does he see what I'm going through? What have I done to deserve this? Is God punishing me? Is this the will of God for my life? And the truth of the matter is, family, if we don't know the word and we don't act on the word, this is what ignorant Christians are saying. And they're beautiful people, but if we don't know what the word says, we're going to perish like them. But thank God. We go to church that we learn the word of God, right? Because even God's people perish through lack of knowledge. And I thank God we're in a word church. We hear the word, we act on the word, and we overcome us in Jesus' name. Amen. Everyone say amen. Okay, so let's have a look at Mark 4, 39. We'll see what Jesus did, family. It says, then he arose. He rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. So what did Jesus do? I imagine, this is my version. He got up, and he pointed his finger to the wind. And with great authority, he said, peace, be still. You know, family, sometimes we get our praying back to front. We pray about the symptom. Instead of speaking to the root of the problem. And Satan, our enemy, wants us to stay focused on the symptom of the problem. He wants us to get exhausted using our own strength. He wants to steal our peace away from us. He wants us to be worried. Because when we're in worry, when we're in stress, we can't use our faith. Because panic will steal our faith. And the devil wants to rob us of our faith. But Jesus, he spoke straight to the source of the problem. And that's how we're going to deal with it too. We need to do what Jesus did. We need to speak to the source of the problem immediately with faith and take authority. So this year, we are going to dominate the devil, take our authority, and live an overcoming life. You know, you can see in the natural how the 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 disciples dealt with adversity and how God dealt with adversity so differently, didn't they? One responded in fear. That was the disciples. They responded in fear. But God, of course, responds in faith. 
The disciples looked at their problem. They panicked. They, their minds were, were made up. They were overwhelmed. They could only see the waves. They could only see themselves sinking. They could only see the wind bringing the waves and the water into the boat. So fear, because they were concentrating on the problem, which seemed to be overwhelming, but because they only concentrated on the problem and the terrifying storm around them, it got them into fear. And because they were in fear, they couldn't use their faith. And God wants us to concentrate on the answers which are found in His Word rather than the overwhelming situation we find ourselves in because God will always take us through. He will always help us overcome every terrifying storm that comes our way. When Jesus told them, we are going over to the other side, his word always comes to pass. What has God told you? What are the dreams in your heart? What is that word that you were given God is going to take you to the other side. And you will fulfill the will of God for your lives in Jesus' name. Only God is big enough to solve all our problems. And praise God, he has the power to. Glory to God. Remember this, while we care, Jesus rests. But when we give him the cares, we can rest. In other words, when we release control, to Jesus, we will find peace. Jesus told us, and we know this, that storms of life are going to come. So don't think that the future is just going to be, as my husband says, like a you know, bowl of ripe uh, cherries, or it's going to be just ponies and rainbows. No, the truth of the matter, there are challenges that are coming our way. But if we hear God's word and we act on God's word, we're going to survive every storm that we go through, and we're going to thrive through every storm in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. That's me, Pastor Bev. Absolutely. Okay, Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. Say, I'm a wise woman. I'm a wise man who built his house on the rock. One moment. I'm going to give you a trick question. I know my husband has told you this trick question many times. The rock. What is the rock? Who is the rock? Okay, shout out the answer. The rock. What is the rock? Who is the rock? The rock is the word of God. Jesus is saying that the rock is the word. Okay, so that's the answer to that quick, um, to that question, trick question. Okay, look here, it says that the rain came, verse 25, the streams rose, the winds blew, beat against that house, and yet it did not fall. Did you hear, family? It did not fall. Why? Because the foundation was on the rock. That's right, the foundation was on the Word of God, and therefore we can be stable in an unstable world. Here it says, but everyone who hears these words 
and does not put them into practice is a foolish man who builds his house on the sand when the rains came, the storms come, and the streams rose, and the winds beat against the house. It fell with a great crash. Why? Because their foundation was not on the rock, which is the word of God. Now, the Lord knows that we live in a world that is completely crazy, it's uncertain, it's filled with uncertainty, filled with fear and confusion. It has gone crazy. It is like a seed that's restless, that's unstable, that's dangerous. We live in a world where right is, is called wrong and wrong is called right. They're trying to even confuse our kids. They, they're trying to, our kids don't even know if they're Arthur or Martha anymore. Let me give you a, a little tip. If you go and look in the mirror, whatever you are, that's what you are. Do you think God in heaven when he was making us decided us, okay, I'll make them a train, but really they're not a train, they're a steam engine. Do you think God is schizo? No, he's not schizo. He's not unstable. Whatever parts we have, that's that's who we are. Capiche? Do we get it? I identify as a fully fledged woman, born again Christian. <laughs> and that's who you are. You identify as a man or a woman. That's how God made us. And we are not going to be swayed by every wind of doctrine, right? But without Christ in our lives, we could be tossed like to and fro with, by the wind and often shipwrecked. Our lives can be shipwrecked if we don't know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But when we are born again, and thank you, Lord, for that honor of being born again, we can hear the word. Now we act on the word. We can be stable and overcome every storm that comes our way. It is not God's will for us to be tossed to and fro. It's not God's will for us to be emotionally up one day and down the next day. Doesn't God does not want us to be emotionally unstable? He doesn't want us to feel helpless. I don't know what to do, God. He doesn't want us to be helpless. He doesn't want us to be fearful like the rest of the world. No, he wants us to be stable in an unstable world. If we look at the definition of an anchor, because that is what the, uh, the, the rock is. It's the word. It's a device attached to a vessel via a cable. It's dropped overboard as to grip the bottom and restrict move, movement. An anchor is an object used to hold something firmly in place. It's a source of stability and security. Thank you, Lord. An anchor holds a ship firmly in one place, when the winds and the currents would otherwise move it, when the wind, weather conditions are dangerous, an anchor is essential. When the gale winds are blowing, the ship to and fro, the ship can't hold its course and risk being driven aground on a rocky coast. That is when the anchor is worth its weight in gold. Glory to God. We've all gone through storms. Some of you might be going through a storm now. You might say, Pastor Bev, I'm going through a storm right now. It's, I'm going through a financial storm. I'm, I'm going through the, a storm of losing a loved one, a child, a parent, a friend. You might be going through a stormy relationship or a career storm. Some storms last a a short while, but others last longer. And you might ask, Pastor Bev, who causes the storms of life? And I personally think there are only two 
sources, actually. One, of course, our enemy, the devil, comes against us. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I believe, number two, believe it or not, family, we cause our own storms. Yep, we do. I mean, if we don't wear a jacket and we go out into the rain or the freezing cold, we obviously get sick, and that's not God's fault. That's our own fault. If we don't look after ourselves and our health, we get sick. That's not God's fault. And if we eat sugar, 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 donut, sugar, nonsense, drink, fizzy drinks, and you get sick all the time, it's not God's fault. I promise you now, family, the prayer lines would be half the amount of people if we just ate responsibly. That means I'm not saying that we have to be health nuts. I'm just saying cut out sugar. Cut out drinking so many fizzy cold drinks. Just try and do the basics. Eat some more fruit, perhaps. Oranges. You know, my husband said you must eat an orange or two every single day. Gives you all the vitamin C you need. So we need to do just the simple things, and we'll be nice and healthy. You know, when Apostle Thea turned 70, it was his 70th birthday, three amazing couples who I love with all my heart, they paid for us to go around the Amalfi Coast, can you imagine, Italy, for his 70th birthday. Well, you know what, family, I got so carried away by drinking far too many espressos that when I came home, my foot was in excruciating pain. And you know, I went to the doctor and I said, oh, I'm... I'm I've got such excruciating pain in my, my, my big toe, especially my big toe. And you know what he said? He said, oh, you've got gout. Gout? How did I get that? Too much acid in your body. Well, how did I get acid? Oh, Bev, drinking too many espressos, caffeine. So you know what I did? I had to quickly repent. I had to drink tons of alkaline water. And when I did that, I was healed. Actually, Apostle Thea had a dream. And you know, the Lord told him, he says, Bev is not drinking enough water. And God said to Apostle Thea, I cannot protect her if she does not drink water. So here is a lesson for all of us, family 2023, drink enough water. Sometimes, we are our own worst enemies, and we cause our own storms. But Apostle Theo said, if we listen to God, we'll go around the storm. But if we don't listen to God, we've got to go through the storm. Well, 2023, we're going through to the other side victoriously. And everyone said, that's me, Pastor Bear. Now, some storms are caused because we drift down the current of life. When problems come, challenges come, what do people do? They stop reading the Bible. They stop praying. Stop coming to church regularly. And some drift from the Word of God, which is actually our anchor in life. The Word is our anchor. You will agree with me when I say we live in a crazy, sinful, selfish, ungodly word, world. And if we are not anchored to the word, we are going to drift away and become lukewarm. How many of us know 
many Christians who got so devastated through COVID, they never came back to church because of fear. They backslid because of just issues. And they became lukewarm. That's exactly what the devil wants them to become, lukewarm. No, 2023, we're going to be on fire for Jesus like never before. The storms might come but they're not going to overcome us. It's how we respond to the storms that matters. Storms will overtake us if we don't respond correctly, but we're going to respond correctly this year by hearing the word, speaking the word, doing the word, and we are going to overcome. We might not know what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. One thing is for sure, I don't believe that God ever sends storms. Not to teach us a lesson, no. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And that means 2023, we're going to have abundant life full of joy in Jesus' name. But let's quickly look at Matthew 7, 24 again. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man, wise woman who built their house on the rock, which is the word of God. The rain came, the streams rose, the wind blew, it beat against heart, yes, it did not fall. We will not fall this year. Why? Because our foundation is on the word, yes. Everyone who hears these words, and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. My precious family, I love you with all my heart, but the Word of God is our anchor. And it's the anchor's responsibility to keep the boat safe and secure until the storm passes. And the anchor is the Word of God. It's going to keep us secure until that storm passes. Heaven and earth might pass away, but God said His Word will never pass away. The Word of God anchors us in the storm. When we speak it, when we act like it's true, we're going to have success. We're going to overcome every storm in life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When we read the Word of God, when we meditate on the Word of God in order to believe it, when we apply the Word of God by speaking the Word of God, it works every time. Storms are inevitable. But the anchor, which is the word, the word is immovable. Now, my husband and I have been through many, many storms. Too many to even tell about. We should write in books. But I can tell you we've held on to the word every time. And we've made it through every storm. And there have been many. There have been health challenges. There's been financial challenges. But we've made it. Every time, when I say financial, we believe God for the churches around the world, for, for your finances. We believe, um, I mean, Apostle Theo needs to tell you the time when he was attacked by mercury, and it, he, he had such health challenges, but he held on to the word, and he came through that incredibly. And look, he's, he had a, a heart attack, which he caused himself from having too much calcium. But look at him. He's fit. He's strong. He's healthy. He repented. He came through. He's stronger than before. And you can be stronger than before. 
You know, you know the story when my girls were teenagers or backslidden. Why? Because they were offended by someone in church. How many have been offended by someone in church? I can see all your hands waving. My hands are up. I've been offended so many times by church. I could have left church too. But how can I leave the church? Because I'm the pastor's wife. <laughs> I can't leave the church. I don't want to leave the church. I'll never leave the church. But we've all been offended by someone in the church, and everyone says amen. But that does not mean to say we leave the church. It means we're going through the storm and overcoming. But family, I want to ask you, if I complained to the Lord and said, Oh, God, where are you? Can't you see my pain? Can't you see what I'm going through? I've been serving you with all my heart, and now look at my girls. They are, they are far from God. They are doing the wrong things. They are smoking cigarettes. They are going to clubs. They are acting like the devil. Can't you see I'm a pastor's wife? I'm embarrassed, Lord. I'm ashamed because my kids are not serving you. I'm a good woman, Father. I mean, look at all the good deeds I do. I'm in church every Sunday. Uh, Lord, even the deacons are gossiping about my girls. If I complained and complained and complained, do you think that would ever, ever move the hand of God? Would that get my girls to serve God? No. I, was, I would be acting like those disciples in the boat, looking at the storm and, and complaining about the storm and complaining and talking about the storm never helps. It doesn't help. It doesn't matter how good I am, how wonderful I am, how kind I am, how nice I am. It doesn't matter how many good deeds I've done. It doesn't matter if we talk about the problem, talk about the problem. It's never going to go away. What did I to do Exactly. What you have to do, I just declare the word of God into that situation. And so I started speaking to my storm and declare the word in my storm. And I found a scripture. And I say, find a scripture. And the scripture that I held on to was Proverbs 21.1. The king's heart is like the stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. And I thank the Lord for turning their hearts towards him. It took a few years. That's right, a few years. It wasn't, you know, overnight success for sure. But I had to hold on to the word of God without looking at the storm, without looking at the hurricane. I felt like it was a hurricane. But I had to hold on to the word of God, speak the word of God over their lives, declare over their lives, which I faithfully did for, it was about, I think, three years. And look at them now. They are wonderful ministers of the gospel. They love the Lord. They preach the word of God. They love their children. They bring them up serving the Lord. Mighty woman of God, only because I held onto the anchor, which is the word of God. My husband and I, we did it together, and you can do it too. So if you're going through a health uh, storm, I love Isaiah 53, 4. Remember, he surely has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteem him stricken. Smitten by God, afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. We are healed. Say, I'm healed. Yes, you are. If you're going through a financial storm, this is one of my favorite scriptures. It has worked for me. I can't tell you about all the exciting things that God has done for us, but for the church, and for you. But Malachi 3.10, like I said, is one of my favorite scriptures. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse 
So that'll be enough food in my temple because God always wants us to put him first. But if you do this, if you tithe, I promise you, family, you might say 2023, I don't have enough to tithe. Just try tithing. It's obeying God, and you will see what God will do for you. He said, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you will not have room to take it in. He said, try me. He said, put me to the test. And I promise you, family, God does not lie. His word is truth. What he said he will do, he will do. And I believe God is leading you to victory. Don't quit now. You're going over to the other side. Christianity is about being victorious. It's not about being a victim. We are overcomers. We are not down and outers. We are overcomers. You have an anchor that is stronger than the lies of the devil. So if the lies, if the devil has been telling you, you're never going to make it. Uh, this year is going to be the worst year you've ever had. Inflation's through the youth roof. Taxes have gone up. You're never going to get a job. You'll never get married. You're always going to struggle financially. You're not important. Nobody loves you. You're not worthy. You're insignificant. You'll never find a husband or wife. You'll never get the job that you're dreaming of. Well, I'm here to declare to you that you will succeed in Jesus' name. You will overcome in the name of Jesus. You will regain your health in the name of Jesus. Your children will serve the Lord. The backslidden will come in. I believe that God will help you financially in every area of your life. Your bills will be paid. As you begin to tithe, God is going to bless you abundantly. You're going to find that man and woman you've been believing God for. You will overcome your fear in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, and God will make a way where there'll be, seems to be no way for you because this is going to be your year of going over to the other side because we are going to hold on to the word of God. Remember this family, when we open our mouths and speak the word about a situation, faith is built and creative, miraculous power is released into the situation just as if Jesus was speaking himself. But if we keep our mouths closed, our lives will be closed. But if we speak God's word boldly into a situation by faith, it's as if Jesus himself is speaking the word. So our victory in every storm is tied to our mouth. This next year's success is tied to our mouths. Everything we have is a result of what we've been saying. So the words that we speak chart a path for our destiny. We are going to now boldly declare for 2023. So I'm going to say, and you're going to say, let's boldly declare with our mouths. Jesus has given me authority to use his name. Say that. Therefore, I can rule my world with confidence because I am in Christ Jesus. I'm destined to be above only and not beneath. I'm destined to be victorious through every storm I face in 2023. So I speak to my storms. Storms, you have no hold on me. 
God has created me to have total dominion in this world in Jesus' name. So I boldly confess, Jesus is far above every name that is named. Not only in this world, but in the world to come. Jesus raised me up and made me to sit with him in heavenly places where no room can be found for the devil. So here's the verdict, Satan. You have no room wherever I am seated. You have no room in my home, Satan. Satan, you have no room in my business in Jesus' name. You have no room in my body in Jesus' name. You have no room in my children in the name of Jesus. Wherever I am, there is no room for you. I submit myself to God. I resist the devil. And he flees from me in terror. Glory to God. I'm a winner. I rule and reign in Christ Jesus. I'm an overcomer. Glory to God. Lift your hands and say, glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Now, family, I declare over you that 2023 is a year of incredible harvest. Harvest number one of souls. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Then all these things will be added to you. Number one, we seek God first in our lives in 2023. And we trust him for souls, a harvest of souls. And I declare over you that you will see not only souls come into the kingdom, but you're going to have supernatural favor over your life, supernatural happiness over your life, supernatural fulfillment in the name of Jesus. I declare that your prayers will be answered in the name of Jesus. Those dreams that you've had in your heart, they're coming together in Jesus' name. I decree, decree over you that you're going to walk in divine wisdom and authority in Jesus' name. In 2023, God will take care of us and our families supernaturally because God is on our side. And we are crossing over to the other side in God's perfect plan for our lives. We are marching forward. We're advancing into victory in 2023. Give the Lord praise in the house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Victory in 2023. I see that, family. That's the will of God for you today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Bev, I don't know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Well, I would like to have the privilege of being able to lead you to the Lord in this year, the beginning of this year. Would you just say this prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father, I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins. I believe that today my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. 
Heaven is my home. In Jesus' name. And Father, I will do my best to live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, amen, family. And Apostle Thea and I, we can't wait to see you in March. Until then, remember, you're in our hearts. We're praying for you. It's going to be an awesome year, a year of victory. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.